Blog Talk Radio.
welcome to another edition of the Urban Wire, episode 49. Um, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. My name is Seneca Harris. I'm the host of the um, Urban Wire, along with Michael Snyder, um, which is on the line right now. Um, so, Michael, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm doing well, just managing the cold and trying to stay warm, and you know, you know, it's that time of year, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, did you uh watch the get a chance to watch the Super Bowl, or at least get a get a chance to see some I of the commercials? I just thought, uh, just happened to catch the tail end of it actually. Yeah, it was a really it was a really good game. I, I must say, like it was definitely a good game. And let me tell you, like, there were some good commercials, but I'm gonna tell you, the the forty ers they 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 were catching up there, but you know, you know, Baltimore, you know, they they still won, but it was definitely a good game, you know, even with, you know, the power outage and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people made a lot of jokes about that, but you know, it was it was definitely a good game. Um but with that being said, I just want to just um, let everybody know that you can um, join our Facebook group page. Um, you can get on Facebook and just search us under UCOFW or the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, and you can join our group page where you can get updates for the show and other news that we have or articles or clips. And also you can join our YouTube page at youtube.com slash UCOFW. Um, pretty much... Um, um, I was going to see if you had anything that you wanted to add because I know you, you know, uh, for Sunrise and Mandy, and uh, he tell a little, uh, tell a little bit about that and um, any news that you have with your organization. Uh, well, really, here in the winter time, it's actually, not believe it or not, been a busy winter for me. I haven't got to update a whole lot of stuff with it. Um, but my website is sunrisehumanity.com, and it has to deal with uh, spiritual, metaphysical healing, uh, Reiki education, which is a spiritual healing modality and metaphysical concepts, and you know, trying to a way to help people out, help people heal and grow and get through things, and yeah, that's just kind of what I what it's about. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, we had oh, we had a caller online. They called in. I think we, we accidentally dropped them. But um, tonight, I really wanted to just jump on here really quick, and you know, just to let everybody know, you can call in. If you want to listen in our live link, you can listen to us at www. You know, um, you can blogtalkradio. dot com slash ucofw. Um, you can always go back and listen to any of our episodes on demand. We're also on iTunes if you want to um, download our episodes for free. You can also, I believe you can download them from um, Blog Talk Radio, but if you have an iTunes account, you can definitely get on there. Just look us up under UCOFW. Um, also, uh, you can call us live at area code 646 Nine one five eighty two hundred. If you would like to talk to um, either one of us, uh, this is going to be probably a, a very 
heated discussion, and not really a heated discussion. Really, it's going to be more informative because exactly. I really want people to be educated about um, gun control. I mean, not gun control, but like gun ownership. I'm sorry, um, because we know that that is one of our um, rights given to us in the Constitution, and we need to realize with that um, with that right comes great responsibility as well. So I really just wanted to talk about that, and you know, pretty much Michael, he's he's the, you know, he's more educated on it than me. So he, pretty much, he's gonna, I'm gonna give him reign of the show tonight, and um, he's just gonna give us um, a background about um, what gun ownership truly is, like responsible gun ownership, because anybody can own a gun, but we're talking about responsible gun ownership because as we look around, we, we're seeing people that are taking this this uh, very, very important right that we have in their exploitment, and it's, and it's really um, giving the whole um, idea of gun ownership a bad name. So I'm going to turn it over to uh, Mike and um, let him do what he does. And um, once again, that number is 646 8200 if you would like to call in and um so Michael so what so starting off tell us um what is responsible gun ownership what what does it entail and um how can we as you know responsible law abiding citizens how can we uphold this this right that we've been given in our constitution okay well uh First, I guess I'm going to kind of break it up into three different categories tonight. The first thing I want to definitely go over is legality. The laws out there, and a lot of these laws are mainly what will apply to Indiana, but if you're not a resident of Indiana and you're listening tonight, still stick around and listen because there are some other laws in other states that I'm aware of that I'm going to go over a little bit and... uh, but at least it'll give you a good overview of what a lot of these laws are expecting, regardless of which state that they're in. Hey, uh, um, Mike, I'm going to add something really quick, one more um, way that people can contact us. I then uh, I forgot to mention this. Um, if you want, we do have our um, chat room open on Blog Talk Radio. If you want to join us, feel free to, um, if you want to just create a free account and then look us up, up under our um our username UCOFW, um, you can jump in the chat room. But you, you know, but you have to uh, create a free account, which is free to do. Um, just go to blogtalkradio.com/ucofw. Um, look us up. Um, go to our uh, show page, and there should be a link that, where you can jump in to chat with us. So, um, if you want to send us questions that way, feel free to do so as well. Are you still there? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, all right. I, there for me, my phone acted up. I thought I lost it. <laughs> um, okay, first of all, on the laws, each mm-hmm. state has the ability to set their own set of gun ownership laws. And these do vary widely from state to state. So if you do not live in Indiana, by all means, you need to research laws in your area and see what applies to you if you're a gun owner. First of all, though, in Indiana, 
As far as handguns are concerned, and I get asked this question a lot, probably three times a week. In Indiana, if you want to carry a handgun on yourself, on your person, is how that's referred to in the law, so if you intend to carry the gun on you, and it's a handgun, and a handgun is, you know, a pistol, a piece, you know, the thing that people, everybody knows what this is. <laughs> you must have a permit for it. Mm-hmm. Now, to get the permit, you must be 18 years of age. Now, there's another double standard there. You cannot buy a handgun until you're 21. But you can carry one at the age of 18 if someone gives you one. So, but anyway, at the age of 18, you can apply for a handgun permit. You must have that to carry it. Now, if you are going to go back and forth from, say, at all, the carrying of that means when you're not on your private property. Your private property is your home. Your home and the land that your home sits on that you own. That is, or rent, or lease, or whatever. That is considered your private property. You do not need a permit to carry a handgun on your own private property. So that's one thing that is very distinct. Now, if you're going to leave your private property and be out somewhere else, you have to have the handgun permit. Mm -hmm. So there is where it comes into play. Handguns, no firearm of any kind, is allowed to be in any courthouse or federal building. So also keep that in mind, if you're going down to just, even if it's something that you have a permit, you're legally allowed to carry one, and you're going to go down to your city, county, government building and say you're going to pay a parking ticket, take the thing off. You can't take it in there. It's illegal. You can't get arrested for it. So that's some of the things I wanted to cover on the concealed weapons permit. Now, for people, say, that are going to, say you buy a gun at a gun store, and you're going to take it home. And you're like, wow, what do I do? I don't have a gun permit. And this is a pistol. Indiana has a provision for this. You can transport it, but it must be unloaded and can have no ammunition in the gun or in the container or package that the gun is in. So say if you buy a gun, at a, uh, any type of handgun, at a gun store, chances are you're probably going to buy a box of ammunition to go with it. Okay, they must be in separate containers, and the gun must be unloaded. And to be extra good and legal, don't put it in the same passenger compartment as you are in. What I mean by that is, if you're driving a car, put the gun and the ammunition in the trunk. Mm. Again, separate containers, but they can be both in the trunk. If you're in a pickup truck, you could put them in the back of your truck. But okay, they can uh, For those of you, uh, and you know, this is this is just I just want to just throw this disclaimer out there, and also I just want you to. People may be asking, what gives him the authority to speak on this? So tell us, you know, and I know you can't really speak too much about your but tell us how you, uh, what gives you the authority and, like, what 
how how are you uh, so well informed about this? Like, what can you give us a brief background of um, your knowledge as as it pertains to um, laws dealing with uh, gun ownership? Okay. And, uh, well, you know, and I think that that will give people a better understanding and you know and kind of kind of reinforces your background. Okay. Well, personally, I was raised my entire life with firearms of all kinds, uh, handguns, long guns, rifle, shotguns, muzzle loaders. I was raised with all kinds of these firearms growing up, and I'm still a gun owner today, and I'm 34 years old presently. Uh, also, I do have a degree in criminal justice. I do have a concealed handgun carry permit myself, and I have worked in a law enforcement-related field for 14 years. Okay. So that, that's yeah, kind of my background on it. <laughs> okay, I just wanted people to know that you're just not somebody that's, you know, that, that you are an authority in this. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do have a background in all this stuff. <laughs> that's good. So uh, can you continue with, you know, um, I had a question really quick before you continue. Now, sure. when you refer to uh, being able to carry um, a handgun, now, does this pertain, like, okay, if, if I had, like, a permit in Indiana, does that permit hold up, like, if I cross state borders, like, if I was going to go to Ohio or Illinois, or does that only pertain to here? Like, or would I have to have, like, a separate license to carry That is a very good question, and believe it or not, you read my mind, because that's the next place I would go. If you have a license to carry a handgun in the state of Indiana, that does not mean that other states will honor your Indiana handgun permit. It does not mean that. So for all intents and purposes, if you're going to another state, don't take it with you. Hmm. The state of Indiana does have a law that says if you have a valid handgun permit in another state, we will honor that handgun permit in Indiana. But but it like stipulates under the rules and, and, and regulations. Once you cross, even if they honor that, does does at that point does, do they still have to adhere to the laws here in Indiana as far no. as Lincoln? Okay. No. Yeah, and I can tell you now, Illinois. The last time I knew, the state of Illinois will not honor an Indiana handgun. I know oh, wow. for a fact that the state of Ohio will not honor an Indiana handgun permit. So several other states, if you're going to travel through them or to them, I recommend that you check with someone in that state that's a law enforcement officer that can tell you for certain. Now, Indiana, if, say if you're listening out there and you're from the state of Ohio or Nebraska or wherever, Hawaii, and you come to Indiana with a handgun, and you have a handgun permit from your state, we'll honor it. But it doesn't work that way every place. Okay. So definitely if you're going to be traveling, you plan on taking it with you, I can tell you now, Ohio won't accept it. Illinois, last I knew, they did not. Kentucky, I don't know. I think Michigan at one time honored them, but I can't say for certain. So if you're going to travel to a state... 
and then do your own homework and do your own research when it pertains to that. Exactly. Okay. So that's the first thing on handgun permits. Another legality is, and this is kind of a state-by-state thing, They, some states actually require if you have a firearm of any kind, not just a handgun, but of any kind, some states do require on their laws that you have a locking mechanism, some type of locking mechanism on that gun that prevents the gun from misfiring or to prevent the gun from going off or prevent it from anyone being able to access or use that firearm in your home. Hmm. So... I know some of the northeastern coast states, they used to have some laws like that. I think California still has a law like that last time I checked. Um, So even if you're a gun owner and you just keep, say, a shotgun at home, some states require that that will have to have a gun lock on it. So, and that that was the question I was going to ask you. As far as gun ownership is concerned, are we more, um, as far as, like, the regulations on owning a handgun or, or any type of firearm, are we more, um, are, the, are the, the laws, how should I put it, are they, are they more, is it more, like, um, is it relaxed. more, yeah, more relaxed than other states? Yes, Indiana is very relaxed on their, hand, on their firearm requirements. We are one of the more lax. Uh, as far as ownership, private ownership, they are Indiana laws are pretty tame compared mm-hmm. to a place like California. California is very strict. A lot of the northeastern coastal states are very strict, uh, but Indiana, Ohio is starting to get a little bit more strict with some of their laws that they've come up with in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, it, it, it varies state by state. But in Indiana, where we're at, it's very, very lax here. Mhm. So, so uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, other things think- I want to cover cover on the legality, like gun locks. They are gun locks are not required in the state of Indiana. However. They are a wonderful safety measure to have, and I think they're a great thing that people should have. I have some on firearms of mine here at home myself. Um, I highly recommend them. They are a good thing. Uh, And any time that you purchase a handgun, or any other type of gun for that matter, the gun usually comes with a safety lock. So if you're purchasing them from a actual dealer, a gun dealer, look in the box when it comes in there. There's a gun lock in there somewhere. And that's a great safety device that, you know, I can't stress enough, especially if you have children in your home. Use it. Right. Now, as far as, um, um, because I know we discussed this earlier before coming on the show, as far as like accountability, like or like responsibility of owning a gun, like what if someone is 
can you break this down like as far as like the laws in Indiana are concerned? What if someone um you, you, you have a handgun and someone happens to maybe steal that handgun and commit a crime with it? How do the laws here in Indiana uh compare to other states when it when it comes to that? Well, in Indiana, if someone steals your handgun or if you lose it somehow, make a police report. First thing, absolutely first, make a police report. Uh, Also, you should keep the type of gun, your make and model and serial number in a safe place. You know, you should keep this information in a safe place. That way, if it is your gun is lost or stolen, you have that appropriate information to give to the police. And the police will take that and they will enter that information into a national crime database. So, first and foremost, you lose one or it gets stolen, report that. Uh, Now, in Indiana, if someone steals your gun and commits a crime with it, if you have done everything you can to re- report those measures to the police, there's no civil liability on your part in Indiana. However, in some other states, there would be civil liability incurred upon you if someone commits a crime with a gun that they stole from you or especially if you lost it. They, they would civil liability. Now, would, they, would, would there be criminal liability as well? No, there's no criminal liability to it, but there would definitely be civil liability. Civil liability meaning you could get your you could get sued, they could sue your pants off it. The victim wow. of whatever whatever crime that that person committed when they stole your gun, the victim could sue the crap out of you. Hmm. Wow. So, little well, lesser than Facts about gun ownership out there. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Um, the next thing I really wanted to uh, really touch on is with with I don't know. I mean, with this right, which I, I think is is a very very uh, precious right. And I think it's an important right that we should take more seriously. What are some of the, the things or issues that you see out here as far as, like, responsible gun owners versus irresponsible gun owners? And um, what is your what is your take on people who, uh, who have to have Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, Indiana is a concealed permit carry, which means your gun – if you're properly licensed in the state of Indiana, you can carry it on your person concealed. Now, legally, could you strap it to your hip and walk into Walmart? Legally, yes, you could. However, is it intelligent? No, it's stupid. It's ignorant to do that. In today's day and age, it may be legal. It doesn't mean that it's smart. Exactly. You know, it's legal for you to drive on a slick, icy road. Is it smart for you to exceed the speed limit on a slick, icy road? No, it's stupid. So, you know, this is one of the things in gun ownership, and so help me God, I have seen people do it. 
Well, I got a story to tell here in a little bit, but I'm going to let you finish up because I just, you know. I was going to see if you wanted to approach that, but if, for example, you have a gun permit and you have a, everything is perfectly legal for you to carry your pistol, if you put that in a holster and strap it to your hip, and let's say you decide to go down to your local Walmart store, number one, they are not going to sell you ammunition. If you have needed to buy ammunition, they will not sell it to you with that thing right out in the open. And they have the legal right not to. Also, you tend to make people a little bit nervous by wearing that out in the open. Not everybody's cool with that. And if you are on actually someone else's, well, what's considered public property, say Walmart, for example, and you're in there, and your gun is swinging around right out there in the open, they have every right to ask you to leave. And they will probably, due to the high risk of safety measures being incurred by, you know, public opinion, they probably may even have the police called up there to escort you from the property. Mm-hmm. And the police, I guarantee, are going to check out your gun, and they're not going to probably let you just pull it out and hand it to them. <laughs> No, they're not in that kind of business. They will take it off of you. They will inspect it. They will check your permit. They will check the legality of it. And if everything's legal and fine, you'll be handed. It'll be handed back to you, unloaded, and then you can go about your way. But so let me ask you this: So is really gun ownership a privilege? Like, cause like you said, like um, certain things that you can do could cause that license to be revoked. So it's people that walk around here talking about this is my right, it's my right. Now, with that right, does it come responsibility? Because if you abuse that right, it can be taken away from you. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Um, now they, you I, know, and I don't think people realize that. That's right. You know, and I, I'll get into here in a minute what can things that happen that can get your right taken away from you. Um, we'll cover those here in a second, but. Again, going back to things, if you are a gun, a legally licensed gun owner, do not wear the damn gun out in the open. It's stupid. It's not wise. It's not really safe, especially if you're going into the local Walmart. And you know, and for the love of God, don't wear it out in the open and go walk into a bank. You know, realize with the responsibility comes a a good sensibility that you need to have to carry that. You know, good sensibility means don't incite panic from the public. Not everybody's keen on that. You know, not everybody is comfortable with firearms. That's just a fact of life. It's been that way for hundreds of years. Not everybody's real comfortable with that. So if you have one and it's a concealed permit, carry it concealed. It's just and, and it's possible and it's intelligent. Before I want to tell, but before I, I really get into, because this I'm gonna tell you what really inspired me to do this show was based on um, a situation that occurred last night where you know um, I felt uncomfortable uh, around the individual and, it, and and you know and, and this took place at, at a close friend's mom's house, but I'm not gonna really put them out there because really. They they weren't they can't control what somebody else does to a certain extent, but to me, 
to me, most responsible gun owners that I've known over years, they do not boast and brag or kind of flaunt the fact that they, they, they are carrying a concealed weapon or they are gun owners. And to me, like I said, to me, it's, 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 it has a lot to do with a lot of common courtesy. It has um, a lot to do with responsibility as well. And to me, like, I, I, I believe that, I, this is my opinion, that people that are trying to make a point by carrying, like, a weapon out in the open because they know that they can do it legally, to me, that's no different than, and this, and this is, to me, a comparable analysis. Like, this is no different than someone that, that claims that they're for gay rights or for, you know, the gay, the GLBT community, but being quote-unquote out there or being overly flamboyant or throwing their sexuality in other people's faces. To me, that is no different than someone that has a gun. It's like you're, you're trying to throw in people's face that you have this right and that and you're trying to throw in people's faces that that you are a gun owner. And to me, that's not what owning a gun is about. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I think recently, too, there was a, a thing in the news about a guy that walked into some store with a rifle strapped to his back. Yeah, I've seen that. You know, while in Indiana the handgun permit requires, applies, again, like it says, handguns, it applies to handguns, you do not need a permit to carry a long gun, a rifle or shotgun. Now, just because you do not need a permit to carry it, does not mean you have the right to strap the rifle to your back and walk into your local grocery store. You know. Now, I was going to ask you, um, because I, I, I briefly saw this book, but did they ever say what resulted from that? Because I believe someone caught footage of that, like someone had like a smartphone, and, they, and, that, and I guess that be, that picture became viral. But do you know what resulted from that story, I can't remember. Or, you know, you... I don't, and to really give you an accurate idea of what that person would be up against, I need to know what state it occurred in. But I know here in Indiana, again, would it be legal? Yeah, it would probably be legal for you to go to the grocery store with it on your back, but I can tell you right now, you're going to be asked to leave. And that store, those those property owners, the people of the store, the workers there, have every legal right to ask you to leave because of that. And see, that's what a lot of people people feel that, and I think a lot of people are misinformed on that because you have that right. That does not mean that, like you said, someone that that there's a private uh, that owns that pro- that that property privately, they don't have, you don't. That's their right, like you said. That's not your right to carry that on in anybody's home. If they don't want you to have that in their home um, legally, but like you said, they can ask you to leave. You know, yep. just because you have that right does not mean that. Doesn't it's, mean it has to be accepted in private institutions or private property. You know, obviously, you, it's illegal to take it into schools. It's illegal to take it into government buildings or courthouses. You know. It doesn't, you know, you may have the right to do what you want to do, but you do not have the right, you know, even the local Walmart, you walk in and that gun's on your hip and you say, what, I have a permit for it. They'll be like, then we don't want to see it. If you're going to wear it like that, leave. Mm-hmm. And they can, re- they have the right to refuse you to be there by all means. 
you know, I just wanted to share this story with you last night, and it, you know, and this is what I'm saying. Like, this inspired me to do this show because, like, when we deal with the issue, even of gun control, but like, like just gun ownership in general, this is what kind of makes people, uh, kind of turns people off, or maybe uh, that someone that really doesn't know much about it, but it has these kind of encounters, it just kind of leaves a bad taste in their mouth because I was at a friend's house last night, which I, you know, I won't use, I respect for them, I won't use their name. Um, went to a Super Bowl party last night. He just he had a really good time. Um, you know, um, these individuals, they had family over, close friends, you know, and a lot of the, um, close friends they had, they had several children or, like, it was just several children running around having a good time, and, you know, all was well and good until towards the end of the party where two of the individuals there felt the need to walk around with their host, like, a gun on their head and brag and, like, kind of show off the fact that they are gun owners and not not even having the courtesy or really having the respect for other people that were at the party to where they, you know, they could, they, they didn't want to keep that concealed. And honestly, I think it was kind of inappropriate for you to even have that gun on you when you were amongst, like, close friends and family. And to me, like, you don't know who there will take offense of you having that out. Cause like, like Michael said earlier, a lot of people aren't comfortable with that. And to me, with you being a responsible gun owner, that entails you having respect and common courtesy for others as well. You have the right to carry it on you. You have the right to protect yourself, but still at the same time, you don't have the right to make other people feel uncomfortable or uneasy. And to me, I think it was a very uh, disrespectful, a very tacky uh, thing to do, especially and very unsafe. You know, with children running around, because not all you you assume because your children were raised around that that all the you know all the children that were there were raised around it, and that's not necessarily true. What if you had one of those younger children come up and just grab their guns off the side of your head? And you know, and you know how crazy kids are—they just do stuff, and you know, and, and they don't know any better. That to me becomes a safety hazard, and at that point, that is a clear violation of what a gun, responsible gun owner is. And like I, like I told my friend, like, you know, you know, to me it was very, very, maybe very uncomfortable. And to me it, you know, for you to take up for them and trust to, oh, they've always been like this. And, you know, it, it, it really disturbed me, but still at the same you know, at the same time, they they did understand my point of view, and they 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 didn't look at it from that point of view. But but really, when we when we're talking about gun ownership, we have to really really look at this thing from a serious point of view. We can't play around with it. This is not like some right that was given to us, so we can just walk around and be aimless aimlessly irresponsible. And just say, hey, look, I got a gun. This is this is a serious right that we have in this country, and we have to do what we can to uphold it because that's why a lot of people are turned off by people that are that are gun owners, and, and, and this doesn't include a lot of most people that 
that are responsible gun owners, but you have these people that feel like they have to make a statement, they have to make a point by doing stuff like that, and it really destroys the cause. You know, because honestly, I know several people that are gun owners, but I can honestly say, even with even with Michael, and I've been close with Michael for years, I have yet to see, you know, I know that he, some, you know, carries or he has a license to get... He, I have never seen his gun like out, like, like, you know. I've never known, and most people that I know that are responsible gun carriers, you will not see their gun. Like, you will not see their handgun, um, even if it's concealed on them. That is not the purpose of having a handgun to show that out to the world, because to me that's it. That's inappropriate. Like, even if you're out in public, you, you got children that are out there. You have, you know, mothers. It's it's just inappropriate. Exactly. If you've got it, there's a responsibility with it, and intelligence comes into play. You, it's not for, you know, and nobody and, and wants honestly, to admit. And honestly, yeah, and to me, most people that do that, those are probably the people that become the target. They become an easy target. Yeah, and you make yourself from the personal protection standpoint of gun ownership, if you're wearing that gun right out in the open and you are now a target, even in your aspect of personal defense, because if someone really has their mindset on doing something to you and really does have the mindset of they want to rob you or they want to bring harm to you, and they see that out in the open... If that person is really dead set on that, you just become a target, and they're going to try and get you before you can get to hit. And, exactly. you know, it's just not good common sense. And I, and I just really thought about that, and I was like, wow, I have never seen that before. Like, that to me, that's just outright just, you can't be street savvy or street smart to do something like that. That's just... To me, that's someone that, first of all, you don't have any class. Second of all, you are not living in reality. You're not living in the real world. You can't be. Because to me, that's just not not logical for you to do that. And then, like I said, like bringing up the whole safety issue with, you know, young children being around, what, I mean, Seriously, right. like, what are you, I mean, what are you doing? Exactly. And then you go over somebody's house, like, what are you trying to prove? Like, this is like a family and friend-oriented event, and then you have to bring this out and then walk around. Like, like it's it's a joke to you. This, to me, it was not a joke. It was very tacky, very tasteless, and I'm sorry, you know, and this, this is just how I feel about it. You know, it, it, it ruins the cause, you know. It makes people uneasy, and then you wonder why people are so much against um, gun ownership and, and, you know, and gun rights because you have these individuals that ruin it for the people that are responsible gun owners. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about is what are things as a gun owner and a, or as a valid person with a valid permit to carry? How could you lose your permit? Things that could happen or that you could do 
that will cause you to get your gun permit revoked. Oh, hold on, Mike. Before you jump into this, I want to give um, people a, a chance if they want to say something. Okay. Um, we have a follow online. Um, Three one seven two nine four. You just listening at this point, or I am. I'm just listening. Okay. Um, we just just to let you know, we're talking about responsible gun ownership tonight, and we're just talking about the legal um, aspects of it, and um, pretty much what you need to know if you're considering uh, purchasing or owning a, a gun, um, the, the the legality issues behind it, and um, so. So, you know, so on and so forth. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Okay. Okay. But um, go ahead. Okay. Now, if you do have a permit to carry, a valid permit, and you are legally allowed to carry a handgun, what's something that you could do to lose that permit or lose your ability to carry that? Any felony that you could commit while in possession of a firearm, will automatically get that right taken away from So committing any felony, and depending on, even if it's a misdemeanor offense, depending how the misdemeanor is and what kind it is, that can also get your right to carry that revoked. Uh, it, again, it depends on the individual laws within it, the individual states, but pretty much if you're con- committing a felony or misdemeanor, you probably shouldn't have the gun to begin with. But again, you know, hey, I don't make the rules. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this: What kind of person is convicted felon? So, I mean, legally, they cannot own a firearm. Now that depends. You could be convicted of a felony and still be allowed to own a firearm, at least in the state of Indiana. The way that that particular law reads is, you can lose the right to have a firearm. If you commit a violent felony. Violent, okay. So what about like someone that commits a? Okay, this does that mean like rape or something as well, or any absolutely. like sexual? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What kind of checks do they do prior to purchasing a gun? Well, currently that depends on a couple of different things. Uh, in Indiana, there are federal checks and state checks that are done in Indiana. Uh, mm-hmm. Other states, I know every state has to do the federal check, but each individual state may require further checks as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, basically, that is checking for criminal history, background, and protection orders. Because if you have a protection order against you, not as a protection, party, but as the restrained party of a protection order, you they won't, they'll deny you buying a gun. So that's one of the things. And depending, again, on your criminal background, they do a criminal history check, which looks for violent felons. Now, if you have a misdemeanor that is not violent, say you had a DUI. Well, okay, if you had it, or let's say battery, that's a better example. Battery, misdemeanor battery. You got in a fight one day and went to jail and say it was last year, or let's say it was two or three years ago. Depending on the laws, you may have to either wait a period of time before you can come back and purchase that gun, 
or you may have been denied within if it was in within a certain time frame. So that depends. Mm. Okay, I have a I have a quick question, Michael. Like as far as um you like if you have a gun permit, uh, is there like um sometimes like can can they like just uh how should I word this? Can they suspend that at any time or once once they take it away or once it's revoked, it's revoked for a lifetime? Well, that would depend a lot on the circumstance. Yes, they can suspend or revoke a handgun license at any point in time. And once it's suspended or revoked, you may or may not get it back ever again. Again, that would depend on the state. In Indiana, they'll actually hold a hearing on the matter, and you would be advised in writing of the date and time of the hearing and you can attend the hearing and state your case and cause, preferably with a lawyer, as to whether or not it would be revoked or suspended and other and any limitations as far as far up to as far as whether or not you could ever get it back. Now, once like okay, what if one state revokes your uh gun uh license, would that be active I mean would that carry over to, like, any other state, or would it just be for, I mean, for Indiana? Well, if we revoke, in Indiana, like I said before, our our laws here are pretty lax in comparison to other states. Mm-hmm. If Indiana revokes you, chances are all the other states are going to revoke you as well. But, say, for example, in Ohio, they're pretty strict on their stuff over there. So let's say you applied for a handgun permit in Ohio, and for some reason under the sun, Ohio says, no, we're not going to give you a permit. And then let's say you move to Indiana a couple years later, and you apply for a permit in Indiana. Indiana may very well go ahead and grant you a permit. So it depends on... Ohio has a long list of things that you have to comply with to get that permit. Indiana's list of requirements isn't very long. So you may not meet the qualifications in one state, but if you go to come over to another one, you may meet their qualifications. So um, when we were talking about earlier, I think we were heading that direction, but I want to go back there. When you apply for a permit, and I'd like the caller just ask, and I want to kind of Delve further into that question if they were asking. Um, when they do background checks on you, is there like any way that they can, you know? And I know it's a problem with because of HIPAA laws, but is there any way that they can check to see if this person has had um, any mental um, illness in their background or anything of that nature that would be a deterrent of you guys giving them that? That license, is there any way that you guys could even, or you just have to go off of the, you know, well, word pretty much? At this the point. only way that they would be able to check and see would be is, as a result of, say, there was a court ordered psychiatric evaluation for some reason, mm-hmm. that, or a court ordered 72 hour committal, 
that actually involved a court case. Then they may pick up on that. But thanks to the HIPAA laws on this aspect, unless you walk into the department that you're applying for the gun permit through, and unless you're obviously nuts, but you deny the fact that there's a problem, chances are they're probably not going to know about it. And do you think that that's something that needs to be uh, really addressed? Absolutely. I am a gun owner, and I am very, very cautious about some of the gun control issues being a gun owner, but that is one that I am entirely in favor of, and I don't think that anybody would want to... I think that would just be more common sense, that there needs to be a better way to keep the gun out of the hands of someone that is obviously not mentally stable enough to have. Right. Uh, And I I think that's really where a lot of people are when it comes to gun control. They're not really in favor of getting rid of gun ownership and gun rights in general, but we just, I think, me personally, I can speak for myself, I just want to see a more stringent background check process. I want to see uh, where we where we just don't hand out these gun gun permits like bubble gum. Like you go into the damn bubble gum machine and you can just put in your quarter and turn that damn that nozzle around and you just pop out a piece of bubble gum like and, and, and you just know. It's just no, I mean, to me, it just seems like it's, it's really something that we're just handing out. It's, it's no, it, it's, it carries no value to me because anybody, it seems like almost, you know, with the exception of you, like you said, violent offenders and stuff like that, can go and get a gun permit and you and you go off by their word. And, you know, when they say that they have no, um, mental illness or anything of that nature, and, and you just take them off, you know, I, I just think that's the problem with that. Right, and one of the things to change, to see a change in that background check, to see a change with that provision of, you know, mental illness or psychiatric problems, that background check that would involve that, in some form or fashion. It's going to have to come down for the, from the federal level because the feds were the ones that enacted the HIPAA law. Mm-hmm. And HIPAA would currently prevent a lot of doctors from, you know, putting your business out there like that, for lack of a better term. So that law to get around, since the HIPAA is kind of federal, they're going to have to see the federal government and act that part of the background check. They're going to have to see them provide some provision for that, a way to do that. That's not really going to be much of a state issue. I mean, but either way, it's something that needs to be addressed. Absolutely, it does. Because you look, all the people out here that are doing these mass shootings, look at them. You can tell they're nuts. (laughs) You know, look at the guy that's in the movie theater out in, what, Colorado? He's sitting mm-hmm. in the courtroom with his eyes bugged out like he's probably talking to people that aren't even there. Now, given I'm not a psychiatrist. I really just think that 
it should be it should be more it shouldn't be such a simple process. And then on top of that, I think once you abuse that right and you show that you're not responsible enough to respect that right or with having that right, I think it should be no zero tolerance. That's how oh, I feel. Now I will say this and I will give Indiana some credit on this. If a police agency reports your blatant recklessness, they, the state will yank that gun permit in a heartbeat. They will do it. They're pretty good about that. If you are caught doing something reckless or stupid and it involves in any way, shape, or form around the firearm, they will yank that permit pretty quick. That's about the only thing I will say. But in the meantime, you've been given the permit. So, you know, there's, there, is, there is room for improvement out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as far as, like, the, state, the states you, you, were, you were discussing earlier, there were certain things you said you don't agree with as far as, like, how um, you said a few, as we always say, a few spoiled apples for the bunch. What were, what were the, you were talking about earlier? How you you kind of disagree with how certain states deal with uh, liability, like um, um, certain other things that you said that you weren't really in agreement with. Right. One of those in particular was some states out there. Now this does not apply to Indiana but it does apply to a handful of other states out there. I know there was one or two up on the East Coast that were like this, and probably, if I had to guess, California as well. I don't know that for certain. Mm -hmm. Uh, If your gun is lost or stolen, even if it's stolen, and you made your police report and all that, you would still have some type of civil liability if that gun, even though it was stolen from you, whatever the criminal did that stole it, if he used that gun on someone and caused injury, mm-hmm. you can get sued for the damages. Oh. Right. And, oh, you wow. re- and you reported it? Yeah. Because the, some of those individual states out there will say, you had a duty to make sure that this thing was not stolen. So, therefore, if they commit a crime with your gun, you're liable. You're going to pay for the damage. Shit. That'll make people, I think that's, that's probably used to really deter people or have people. I think they'll make people think more seriously about having a gun. In a way, I kind of agree with it. In a way, I don't agree with it because I think that would make people think twice before going out here and purchasing or owning a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, I and realize and realizing the seriousness behind it. Yeah, and I don't agree with that one because, you know, I don't think anybody sits up here and says, hey, I'd like to have my home burglarized. (laughs) And, you know, if someone breaks your home and actually, you know, burglarizes your home and steals your property, why should you be legally liable for anything that they do with it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The way people break in houses now and take stuff. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and guns is about up there on the list of TVs and electronics that people want to take. 
Yeah. Especially and if they I, can't get one of their own. And I look at this, too, and I use this analogy between guns and cars quite a bit. You know, if someone steals your car and the police end up in a high-speed pursuit with them, even though you reported that car stolen, if, you know, if they're running from the police and they drive over the top of somebody and kill them, are you, should you be civilly liable for it? No, you shouldn't be. But that same aspect, though, can apply to a gun. They take it. They say they ought to rob a store with it and shoot a clerk. You know, you might be civilly liable for the wrongful death of that clerk. You may have to pay a lot of money out. Wow. Now, like, well, I mean, but that goes to show you, and I can see that too, that side too, but that goes to even further make the point that we live in a litigious society where we will sue for just about anything. Yeah, to get what we want. Yeah, people do. Yeah. Especially when it comes to guns, because I think the stricter that they make it, the more and more that people are going to go to the extreme to get what they want. That is another concern as well. That is another concern. I mean, even with all these laws, at the end of the day, is it going to really stop people if they really want to own a gun? Is it going to stop people from if they they want to go obtain a gun and and commit a crime or rob or shoot somebody? Is it going to really stop them? And like you said, you know, if, if people are breaking into homes or breaking into people's cars or whatever or um, getting these guns underground, they're they going to they gonna commit the crime anyway. They're they going to find what they need to, to, to do what they need, uh, you know what I'm saying, what they want to do. Right. And, you know, now I will say that type of law, that does not apply to the state of India. And you can take most of these mass shootings. Most of these people are like that one. When he shot up at school, that was his mother's gun. Most yeah, of them, when you're doing most, you, you, they're not using guns that normally by themselves. They're normally somebody else's weapon. Yep. So, you know, it, it depends, you know, and that law is not universal for a lot of states, but there are a handful of them out there that have laws like that. Mm. That's that I would stress for anybody that is a gun owner or plans to be a gun owner, check your state's laws out. Check it out. Yeah, you ain't wrong because you'd be caught up in some mess and don't even know how you do, how to get out of it. And you probably ain't even committed nothing. Exactly. You could be the perfectly legal owner and do everything right and responsible but get burglarized and get broke into, and now you're in a world of trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's sorry. Yeah, I do think that, you know, um, it should be. Okay, guys, we have another caller that just um, called in. Um, we're going to go to the line. Um, caller 317664. Um, tonight we're talking about responsible gun ownership. And what what it entails? Do you have a uh, comment or a question? Are you just listening? Um, actually, actually, I just logged on, so I'm listening a little bit more, and I know later on I will have a comment. Okay. Well, what we've been talking about pretty much um, recently, like recently in the conversation, we're talking about how um, 
how Indiana and just how states in general, like, um, they really need to kind of tighten up and kind of buckle down on um, the screening process when people get these um, uh, these licenses because I think a lot of times, you know, you know, sit there and say that they don't have any mental illness, but really there's no way to verify that HIPAA laws. We were just talking about how um, really uh, people need to take the the, the right of gun ownership seriously. Mm-hmm. Because I was just telling you about a, telling them about a story last night. I went to a friend's Super Bowl party, and there was like a couple there that they both had guns, and they thought it was cute to walk around flashing the gun carrying it on their hip with kids running around the house like they were proving a point. And to me, I think that that is very tacky and very disrespectful because you don't know other people there that would take, you know, offense to that. And pretty much that's kind of, that kind of makes people feel uncomfortable about being able to, to own guns. And that was the point I was trying to make, you know, like that's why a lot of people are against gun ownership because a a few bad apples that make it bad for other people, you know. And we got to kind of get serious about gun ownership and responsibility, especially with these these mass shootings that happen. We have to kind of look at um, these issues because, like, like you said, the last couple of shootings, and just in general, you look at these people, they were able to purchase these weapons. They were per- able to purchase ammunition. And you wonder, wow, like as crazy as they came off in the media, how were they able to even obtain, first, a gun permit? But second, how were they able to uh, mm-hmm. purchase the weapons and the guns you know, and it should have been all kind of red flags going on. So that's what pretty much we've been talking about up to this point. And uh, Michael's been giving us, like, a lot of legal information, a lot of helpful information uh, so mm-hmm. far. And uh, pretty much that's what we're talking about. And anytime you want to jump in, just, look, you know, just, just you know, say what you have to say. But mm-hmm. Michael, it's just like... Well, I would like to say something, though. I think um, a lot of times you have these, companies that are selling guns to people just to make money. Um, I think that they really do need to do the screening because, you know, a lot of these companies fail to realize they could very well be selling the guns to someone who um, has either been charged with a crime or who is deemed as a dangerous person, you know. And I think that the screening is very, very, very important and not just focusing on making a dollar and building some type of huge industry. Um, that's that's just one of the main issues that that I'm facing right now because um, I deal with a lot of people at my job that actually carry guns as, as well, especially working in a law office. And it's very crazy how they walk around with these guns, and I hear the conversations that they talk about, you know, and the conversations are not – um, deeming them as responsible people because all they're talking about is what they want to do to somebody else. And I think that that is the issue when these people carry guns. A lot of times their mindset is not about, you know, what the gun should be intended for, like hunting um, or, you know, just collecting them, but they intended for harmful use. 
Let me ask you this. Um, personally, are you for or against the right for people to bear arms? I mean, or do you think that it should just be people should be more responsible with it? I truly am for the right to bear arms especially for people, uh, but I am really going for people who are responsible. I think that um, a person that, you know, I think that that Second Amendment, you know, should really, of course, like it really goes towards all people, but I think that um, the, the right to bear arms should only be for people who are, responsible, you know, like if you have someone that um, has committed a crime or has been a felon, of course, we know that the state does say that, you know, even if you are a felon, there are, that you know, like you're not able to really carry a handgun, but I think that the right to bear arms should only apply to those who are responsible. So, yes, I am for it. But I think that you should only be able to carry it if you are being responsible. And, and this is, and, and I and I mentioned this before before you called on. I think it should be zero tolerance. I think once you slip up and you and you do something reckless or you do something that's just flat out stupid, and right. you abuse that right, I think it should be revoked, and it should be yes. revoked permanently. It shouldn't be any suspension to it. I think that once you abuse this this right, and I, and I think, uh, and it's more so a privilege because, you know, when you think about it, if you get your license revoked, you can't, you can't, you know what I'm saying? You you legally can't carry around any type of um, handgun or anything of that nature. And I think that right. it should be zero tolerance when it comes to stuff like that because we got to realize guns, like I like I mentioned. People just think that going, purchasing a gun or getting a gun permit is like you going to the bubble gun machine. You just pay your little, you know, put your little quarter in there, and you just, you know, get your bubble gun, keep it moving. It shouldn't be like where you can just go and just easily get it. I think it should be more of a stringent process. I don't think it should be easy for people to. I don't think it should be as easy. I'm not gonna say as easy, but I'm just saying it shouldn't be so simple. To obtain that That's just my opinion Absolutely And I can say that I really do agree on that Because I think that there needs to be You know Extensive background checks Because you know You know when a gun is sold To an individual These institutions don't know If this person um, Is a murderer You know they don't know if this person Is a thief They don't know who these people are and they're selling guns, just like I said previously, just to make a dollar. So I think that they need to do some extensive background checking. I mean, get birthdays, social security numbers, whatever type of information you need to get in order to do an A to Z background check because it's becoming so dangerous. You know, all these gangsters out here or thugs, yeah. and, and, I'm, and I'm only using that for, you know, how they act. You know, and they go out here and they buy the guns because they have the money to be able to do that. They have the money. So they go there and they present this money to them. And instead of these um, uh, gun shops, gun shops, you know, saying, well, okay, well, the 
money looks good, but I still got to do this check and I got to see this and I got to see that. They mm-hmm. let money speak. They let money talk, and I think that that's the wrong thing. And, and and this is something, you know, and I was going to um, say this too. Um, I think also when we're, we're talking about doing these, doing um, background checks, I think also we need to take into consideration are there convicted felons living in the home? Because the person that may, right. the person that may not have a background, but like we saw in the last shooting at Sandy Brook Elementary, the, the mother owned those guns. And right. then we also know who in the home is, first of all, who's living there. And then second of all, we need to know if they have any mental background, I mean, right. mental illness in their background as well. So it's not always necessarily the person that we need themselves that we need to check out, but we need to check out the circumstances and the situation around the person that is purchasing these guns. That's what I'm saying. It needs to be, it shouldn't be so easy for people to get that life. Absolutely. I have a quick like said, question also. <clears throat> My thing is, is how do we check or what can we do as far as illegal immigrants? Because I'm starting to notice a lot more um, maybe who do not have a Social Security number. How is uh-huh. it that we can verify and look up and find out? Because we think of it so much as a citizen standpoint, but we have a lot of illegal immigrants over here, too, that are purchasing weapons, and I'm starting to see more of that who are committing violent crimes, too. How mm-hmm. is it that we can check or to what measures can we go to make sure that what, what ways are we know it's, they're suitable for purchasing a handgun or, or a firearm also? Yeah, what if they present, um, and, 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 you know, I'm just keeping it real. What if they present a person, uh, another person's social security number? Enough person's information, and they're able to go in here and 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 get get by, you know, through that process, and they're able to purchase. There's so many things we we need to really look at. We need to have a really serious conversation, you know, a dialogue mm-hmm. about this because if the problem's not going away, it's getting worse, and and I I think that it's time for people to stop looking at it. And and, it's, and I made this comment before. It seems like we got more people con- concerned about gun control, I mean, gun rights, than, than human rights. Uh-huh. The problem right there, I think we need to get away from that. I think that's, that's, that's a part of the problem right there. We care more about gun rights than human rights. And I think when uh-huh. we get to a point where we're more concerned about human life and, 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 and the safety of you know, um, just people in general in, the com- in our community, I think that we can get somewhere as far as this issue is concerned. Mm-hmm. That's, I strongly believe that. I think we have lost compassion. It's more about what we want and about how we feel about it versus about how, you know what I'm saying, how it, it, it benefits right. or affects other people around us. You know, but I just I just really think that people need to just be in general. If you, if you're going to um, purchase a gun, I think you just or you you think about being a gun owner. You need to be a responsible gun owner, and that's that's the thing I want to talk more about tonight, more than gun control. But I mean, but it, it ties right in. But if you're going to uh, be a gun owner, 
you need to know your laws. You need to know um, how you can, um, you know, protect yourself, protect, you know, the yours around. And just, just not be so careless because, you know, like you said, a lot of people um, uh, own guns and they end up getting stolen. But really, when you think about it, you are responsible for that. And you need to make sure. I'm glad that you brought that up. Huh? I'm glad that you brought that up because that's exactly what sure. At the end of the day, you are the owner of that gun. You are the person. Just just like your child. If you if your child goes out and they under eighteen, they go out and commit a crime or they out here doing this and then you are the parent. You're the parent. So you need to be responsible. That's just like and, you know, I kinda of see what we were talking about earlier about, you know, you shouldn't be responsible if somebody does but at the end of the day, that is something and, and something as serious as you need to be responsible for that. You need to be responsible for that, and you really need to, um, you know, you know, if, if, if that's a, 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 a concern of yours, you need to carry your gun with you. You need, I mean, you need, I mean, to me, it's just I think when we start looking at it more as a responsibility, more so than a right, then I think that we'll have less incidents like this occurring. And I'm not talking about just from the individual's point of point of view, I'm just talking about society in general. We need to look at this as a responsibility more so than a right. It's a responsibility. And I'm glad you brought up that point on the safety measures because at the time I was getting ready to segue into it. What if you are presently a gun owner, long gun, rifle, shotgun, or handgun? What are safety measures that you can take to be safer at home with these. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first things that I highly recommend is the gun locks. You know, gun locks are cheap. They don't cost much. They're out there at, they, you can even buy them at Walmart. If you buy a gun from a gun dealer, it will come with a gun lock in the box comes with it. So there's no reason why you can't say, well, I didn't have one. Now, if you bought it from a private individual and you weren't given a gun lock, go to Walmart. They're pretty cheap. They don't cost a whole lot. If you can afford the gun, you can afford to get the gun lock to go with it. Mm-hmm. So they don't cost much. Use them. It's Especially if you have children in your house. If you have children in your house, get the gun locks. Because children, you know, they see these and they're, you know, shoot them up, bang them up movies on TV all the time. And these kids see this and they are naturally going to want to play with it. Lock the thing up. Also, if you have the gun wherever you store your weapons at, Store the ammunition in a separate place, preferably in something that you can lock it, like a lockbox or, you know, you can find those things, a little safe or something. It doesn't take a trunk that you can at least lock it up and keep children out of. Mm -hmm. Storing the ammunition away from the gun so kids can't get to it and hurt themselves. Bottom line keep it away from small children. 
these options are out there. So in the home, that's some of the first and foremost things you need to be looking at. Yeah, and, 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 and that's good that you brought that up because I, I wonder a lot of these shoes that you see in school are just like kids stealing their parents' guns and going like like downtown, like Indianapolis. Like like the, I'm pretty sure you guys heard about that shooting that happened at Circle Center Mall. Mm-hmm. And I wonder did the children get the gun because they had to get the gun from home. Or they had to get that gun from somebody. Because, I mean, that, like I said, it goes back to, like you said, Michael, we have to be responsible gun owners, especially if you go, you got teenagers, you got wild, buck wild, you know, just all, all, off, the, off the chain teenagers that just are out of control. At least you can be parent enough to make sure if you don't own a firearm, make sure you say, like you said, that certain measures are taken to where they can't get that gun to go out and do something. Mm-hmm. And I know that's probably easier said than done, but like I said, at the end of the day, you are the one that chose to be a gun owner. So that that leads back to you needing to be responsible for what happens, you know, with that gun. Mm-hmm. Another safety measure out there is if you are currently a gun owner and you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, with everything that's going on, you know, I a lot of gun owners out here didn't receive any formal training. Number one, there are a lot of resources online to provide safety tips. Also, any gun dealer or anyone that's licensed to sell firearms you should be able, as a citizen, to call any one of them and ask them about safety tips, safety handbooks, or courses that they could possibly give you information about where you can get additional safe gun safety information. They're going to either have it or they're going to give you a reference to someone to contact to get that information. The info is out there. And most of the time, it's free. You know, you don't have to pay for this information. It's out there. People are more than willing to provide you with these safety guidelines. Okay. Um, Michael, I think we we have another caller that just joined with us, um, Eric Code 317331. Um, Do you have a question or comment as it pertains to responsible gun ownership and – and how people need to take this right more seriously. Because I was telling them about a situation earlier about how, but this is, you know, how people feel like they have to make a point that they are going to carry and they have to carry it on them like well, people have to see it and they just make, trying to make a statement. And I'm saying that that kind of hurts the cause because people are turned off instead of, you know, you know what I'm saying, because of a few bad apples. So what is, to me, if I can ask you, what is good, what is a responsible gun owner, and um, do you have anything to pretty much say as far as that's concerned? Yeah, I'm, I'm just tuning in, so I'm, I'm, you know, trying to get the logistics of the, uh, of the, uh, the, the story. So I'm just listening for a while before I make comments, 
And I just want to, you know, just listen for a second, then I'll tune in. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, like I like I was mentioning earlier, we really have to uh, look at this at, as as a responsibility, not just just the right, but a responsibility because when you're dealing with handguns or you're dealing with just guns in general, they these are powerful weapons that, if not, you know what I'm saying, they they can really hurt and kill people, and I think a lot of people don't take that seriously. They think of it as a joke. They they walk around like they said, flaunting and and showboating. Like you know, it's it's something that's just making them feel like 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 you said, they have power. Yeah, like my talking last night about how some people have this cop mentality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people think that uh, it's cool or something that. You know, I have seen a lot of people that I call wannabes that want to be a cop or somehow thought they wanted to be a cop and they think that carrying this gun around makes them cool like that. It's not. And those people got issues. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I was telling um, probably what I was telling them about. Last time I went to a Super Bowl party at a friend's house, and I'm not going to, you know, as a respectful, I'm not going to, you know, put their name out there. But there was just, like, there was a couple there that they both had guns around there, and they felt that it was just really cool and really neat for them to, like, really show off their gun and pull it out and just show, you know, and just, like, carry it around. And, and it was more so of the, the, the wife that was doing it. And I'm talking about, like, girl, that is so inappropriate for you to do around these children, and you, you assume that your children are used to that. What about these other children that are running around here that's not been exposed to that? What if one of them happened to grab that gun, you know, playfully? It, 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 to me, I just think that some people feel that, I think most people that are responsible gun owners, they have it fulfilled on them. It's not that they're trying to front thoughts about it. It's you know, take take seriously. It's not a game anymore. Well, well, I would say this that because I am a responsible gun owner, and I don't flaunt it around, and exactly. I don't never, you know, I don't, you know, just you know, say, oh, I have a gun, or just carry it so everybody can see it. And um, I got it for protection, you know, just in case. You never know. People are crazy out there. Right. And right. and. But people are crazy out there, but I, I'm the type of person that uh, I just wouldn't, you know, just like, you know, like, oh, this is my gun and da-da-da. But you have to think about this, too. You know, there are uh, other parents that allow those kids to go hunting, so they're exposed to guns at seven, six, five. you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so they, they think it's okay to do this, and some of them can shoot those guns better than some of these adults. So, I mean, do you, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Because I, I have a problem with that, you know, about them letting their kids go hunting. I don't know, because, you know, like we raised up with that and, you know, they're in the woods with this. And I, I, I just have a problem with that, that also. I, I kind of do, too, because the way I feel about it is, like, you need to set your kids up to deal with, I won't say civilized society, but just because, you know, you know, you live in a certain area or you live in you live in a rural county. You need to have them realize not all people 
are they, they 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 don't come from that background, and I think that a lot of times I think we try to raise our kids. It's just in general, we just look at things from their point of view or from their, and, and not just be open to other life, I mean lifestyles or just like other ways of living. And I, when you when you start exposing your kids to the age, I I don't think that it should be. It's, I don't think it's a good idea. In the aspect that I can add to that, on my background of knowledge in that area, uh, I know that personally I was raised with firearms my whole life. And I, when I was much younger, (laughs) uh, I was a person that did go hunting as a kid. However, I was before I was even allowed to touch the firearm to go out into a hunting situation. Number one, there was constant parental supervision. And by constant parental supervision I mean the parents my parents were standing right on top of me. I mean they were right there until I learned how to proficiently and properly in a hunting or target practicing situation. If you have a child that you are teaching that to and you feel that that child is responsible enough to learn how to do these things, parental supervision is not even, you know, it should go without saying. It it must be done like you have to be standing on top of that kid the entire time. Mm-hmm. And even keep it. Somebody, I, I don't know if you guys remember, I don't know, it was a while ago where those two guys, you know, they were out hunting, two young boys out hunting, and I don't know, somebody uh, shot them in the woods and put them on the train tracks or something. You guys remember that? I'm not familiar with that. And see, right. they took the gun, and they took the guns without their parents' permission, so they're out there shooting at you know other things, and I don't. I don't know. It, it's just I understand what you're saying about you, you had parental guidance, but some of these kids are, are taking these guns because they have access to them, and they're just taking them. Right. You know they're not locking up their guns. These parents nowadays they're not they don't they're not caring, and that's how these kids are are getting these weapons and then doing what they do because all they now know now is violence. Yes. The responsibility, you know, again, of responsible gun owner, responsible Mm -hmm. parent, that's why we're stressing this responsibility of it so bad, so hard. Right. You know, the responsibility of the parent, you know, should have been that, okay, well, these kids were out doing it. You shouldn't have made it in a situation where they could have gotten a hold of it and done that in the first place. Exactly. Wow. So, so, Kyle, three, three, one. What do you feel as far as like um, we, we, we this as far as background checks? Should they be more stringent? And like, what do you think as as a responsible owner? What would you like to see as far as like how how these background checks are carried out? What what questions or things that they should look into? Because I I, I mentioned earlier that I think not only should they check the person, I should they should check the person home life and, and know who's living in that home 
and what well because well, you, actually you may not be a criminal or violent offender or whatever. What if you're living in a home or have somebody living in a home with you that is a convicted felon or that has been convicted of a violent offense? What about that? Well, well, to my knowledge, they do now. When it's time to go get a permit, they do thorough background checks. You know, they, they take your fingerprints. That's why it takes so long to get back. These are pe- these are people now that um, that are just buying weapons off the streets. You see what I'm saying? You, you see what I'm saying? Because when it's time for uh, or they just selling it, you know, like you see drug dealers, they're swapping guns. You know, guns you don't know could have been in robberies, could have been whatever. And then some of these people are getting them from the police. Hmm. Yeah. Let's put it out there. I mean, just, let's just put it. Let's just put it out there. Some of these people are getting these guns from the police. And what? But we don't want to admit it. The police can be crooked too. Oh yeah. And especially when you look in these bigger cities, it, 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 it's an industry in the in the underground sell of these these weapons. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I really think that, yeah, and you're right. And I think when we talk about gun control, I think we need to look at it from that point of view, really more so from the illegal side because, you know, but but how can you stop it? Especially when you got people that's supposed to protect a certain when they in on it too. Well, as long as you have drug gangs, um, all of this, I, I don't think it, it can be stopped. Yeah, that's I really true. don't think it can be because you can nowadays you can go to pawn shops and and get guns. I'm just being honest. And some of these pawn shops are not doing thorough background checks. Now I will say that. You know, okay. the pawn shops are a, a real a real pawn shop will, would allow you to you know they'll do a check on you just like if you go in to get a gun, gun permit. It takes seven to eight days before you can take the gun out of the, the pawn shop. Nowadays, you got so many crooked people, even in the pawn shops. You know, they see their family coming in, you know, because they're working in, in the pawn shop. They think they, they see their family coming in. You don't know if they had a permit or not, and they're just selling that stuff to make that money. This is what's happening on the street, and, and you know, mm-hmm. and people... And I and I think we need to look more, not so more at the gun store owners and responsible. We need to look at a lot of this stuff that's happening, like you said, like that's that, that's going on underhanded. Uh-huh. I don't that's think that, I don't really think honestly. I'll be honest with you. I think it's a slight issue, but I don't think that, like you said, I don't think it's really the total issue is with the background checks, which it kind of is. What we need to do. Background checks, and but I don't think that it's really the gun, like the legitimate gun store store owner. But I think, like you said, it's like you said, these, these pawn shops. They need to investigate cops that that are in on this stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, and you know, I don't care how anybody takes it. They they they're in on it too, as far as the drugs, as far as the guns, they're in on it too. And it's a lot of like underhanded stuff that's going on that we need to look into, and the government needs to do investigation on. It's more like 
underground, like the little under, t- under the table stuff that's going on. It's, it's, I don't know how y'all feel about that. How they doing everything to get a gun? I don't care what it is. Then over backwards, then it forward, whatever it takes to get a gun, they'll get it if they want it. Nowadays, you'll know what they're doing to get a gun. That's right, because I feel like, you know, when people do whatever they can to get a gun, like they feel like they are powerful because they feel like mm-hmm. a gun um you know, speaks louder than any type of words, you know. They uh, feel like that they can do this. They feel like that, you know, they can do that. So they just feel powerful with the gun. And I think that that is so unnecessary. That really is. And then, and then what happens is that, you know, when a person uh, says something to them or looks at them in any kind of way because now all you got to do is look at a person crazy and they want to shoot you, you know, and that You're is right. terrible. And it's so, 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 so terrible. You're right. You're right about that. Like, you are right about that. And, and I want to say this. You, hold on, let me say this real quick. You really have, like I said, getting back to responsible. You know your temper, and you know uh-huh. how you own the gun isn't for everybody. And mm-hmm. you have to kind of look at your personal situation because you don't want to set yourself or put yourself in any situation that you're going to harm yourself or other people around you, and you putting yourself mm-hmm. in a situation where you're going to be held criminal, criminally liable for your actions. You see what I'm saying? Okay, well, yeah, but see, that goes back to this, though. This is where this goes back to with, with the, the last caller just said. You know, you can look at a person, and it was, but those are the ones that don't have gun permits. Those are the ones yeah. that get the guns illegally. Because let me tell you something, they explain to you, even when you go get your permit, you can, they, they let you know, they said, like you said, uh, you said responsible. They, they tell you you have to be responsible. Like, if, if I just take my gun out and shoot, do you know they can take my gun permit for that? Mm-hmm. If I'm just shooting for no cause, they would they or can take that for you. Or just showing it? Or just pulling it out on somebody? Mm-hmm. For no reason. If if if, it, if, it, if if they report that they pulled it out for no reason, you know they can take my gun and my permit for me. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, they can. That's what they charge you criminal recklessness. Yes, exactly. You're you're right. See, they they teach you and they tell you this before you get your permit. These are people like like she just said. These are people that don't have their permits. These are people that just just get have a gun just to say they have a gun, and then that's when it comes to violence. Not everybody does that. Mm-hmm. That's sad. What? Which is an interesting timing for this because the next thing I would want to talk about if we have time is self-defense law. What entitles you to use it? Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, this is where it starts to get really kind of nasty because this is the point where in self-defense, basically... This is where we're now talking about what gives you the the right to actually bring that gun out to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I'll give you a prime example because I have a convertible, 
and I can remember I was at a stop stop sign, and then this guy just came from out of nowhere, climbed into my car, and said, "Oh, they're after me. We need to drive." And then I reached I reached into my little my little thing. I pulled out the gun. Mm-hmm. The way he got in, he got out of that car. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you better get up out of here. Mm-hmm. If you know what's good for you. I mean, he didn't say one word, but he climbed in. Because I'm telling you, he literally, like, climbed over into my car. Didn't open up the door. And when I pulled out my concealed weapon, he climbed right back out the same way he got in. <laughs> so, you know, in times oh, like, no, times like that. Oh, not today. So times like that, you know, I can see that's when it, it can be used. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wouldn't. I, there's. There's a few different scenarios. I'll give you an example of it. But the number one first rule of thumb with the self-defense law is you must be in fear of your life. Now, Mm. as you say, I got scared, that's not an excuse. Mm. You know, because, hey, you may run into a lot of things that scare you. It doesn't give you the right to pull the gun out. You know, you have to legitimately have a very good, sound reason to be in fear of your life. Because Mm -hmm. we're not talking about, like, I took a baseball bat and knocked the guy out. No, we're talking about I pulled a gun out with the intention of take that person's life. So you have to feel, number one, under a legitimate reason, that your life is in danger. Mm-hmm. That's the first mm-hmm. and foremost thing. Now, you can't use the excuse of, well, he was running his mouth and standing there and yelling and cussing at me, and you know, so I pulled out my gun. No, not good enough. The other part to this is you really have to show that there was no reason that you could get away from the person. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, for the example, well, I'm going to use a similar example of what our caller just gave a while ago. So you pull up to a stoplight, and somebody comes up to your window or your car with a knife. Guess what? Drive away. Drive away. Put your foot on the gas and get the heck out of there. You have a way out. You have a way to get away from that person. So you have a way to get away from them. Self-defense doesn't apply. If that person is running away from you, say that they did put you in a legitimate situation, that you drew the gun out, and that person is now running away from you, you can't shoot the person. You will go to jail. Because they are leaving, they are getting the heck away from you. There is no legal reason for the use of deadly force. The threat has been eliminated. The person is leaving. So let me ask you this: Well, part of breaking your house. Now that's where we're going to get into a little different scenario. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I know where he's going. I know where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. Now, even in, in your own home. If someone breaks into your home, mm-hmm. obviously, if you're there, you're pretty much going to be in fear for your life. Mm-hmm. Any reasonable and prudent person would be. 
Now, so we've got that part. Now, say you confront the individual or the individual comes up on you or kicks your door open or whatever, and you pull out your gun. If that person turns to run away and leave, you cannot yep. shoot them. You can't. That's right. Not because they are leaving this longer a threat. Yeah. <clears throat> now, if you've displayed that gun and that person continues to come after you, at that point, mm-hmm. I'm not going <laughs> to do anything legally. I'm just going to say, you know, well, mm-hmm. the threat is there. But if the police show up and this burglar is laying there with a bullet hole in his back, that doesn't look good. So do you follow what I'm saying there? Does this make yes. sense? In other words, you have a dead burglar in your home, and he's got a bullet hole in his back. Um, if his back was to you, the prosecutor is going to think the guy was leaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if he's leaving, he's no longer a threat. Well, bring you. Well, bring you to this point too. Well, now, because y'all don't know this, and and I don't, and, and I know where you're going to go. I thought you were going to go here. Do you do you guys know that you do not have to have a permit to have a gun in your home? Yes, That's right. Please. Yes. Uh, yes. You can have a gun. You can have a gun in your home at all times. You don't have to have a permit. And see, that's what these people are, are right. getting at too. Yeah, see, that's once you take that, when, 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 yeah, when you the show yeah. when I went over the concealed permit. When, when you take that gun outside, you must have one, but you cannot take it. As long as it's in your home, you don't have to have one. That's true. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? <clears throat> it's your private property. your home. Okay. Well, I mean, that's I mean, you can say that like you have some dope. He said you you can say that mm-hmm. dope is your property and that dope is in your house. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously you gonna have that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm just saying. The idea, mm-hmm. the idea of the concealed weapons permit. In every one of the states, that in all 50 states, the idea of having it was having it outside of your own private property. So mm-hmm. that's the reason that they have these permits available and why they have the permit process in the states is to prevent people from taking them out into the public. Mm-hmm. Well, the is, what's the point people wearing them on, they wearing them out, on their hip and wearing them out, making people uncomfortable. That's not concealed. That's true. Right. That's yeah, and it is ignorant and it is stupid to wear it out. That's, you know, making a statement. Most people, most people that have good sense, they don't show their guns. No, that's mm. the kept good sense. There's a mm-hmm. lot of them out there that don't have the good. Mm-hmm. So you don't. So you don't know what you what you have, and then you know. I don't understand it. I really don't. Those are cowards then, to me. Yeah, and then the other thing about dealing with the self defense laws and dealing with the guns at home. You know, and this goes back to the good sense. What's the first rule of thumb about a gunfight? 
don't get into a gunfight. You know, number one rule, don't get into one. Do everything you can to avoid getting near that type of a situation. That's why they say, you know, self-defense law doesn't apply if the person is, the threat is leaving, if they're leaving you or running away from you. Also, a little scenario I want to uh, give out in the area of self-defense is what if it's not to protect your life, what if it's to protect someone else's life? There's another situation. Mm -hmm. You are a gun owner, you have a gun in your home, and you your house gets broken into and you see that a said burglar is trying to get to your children. Now there's a good scenario there. What about the self defense? The law on self defense is it's not your life. The person that you are quote unquote defending must be in a situation of life a life threatening situation and have to have no way to be able to defend themselves. So that's another aspect of the self defense laws is the person that you are defending has to not be able to defend themselves and they must be in a life threatening situation. Senator, can I say one thing, please? Well, actually, with two, um, you know, another part of the self-defense law is is that you have to use the equal amount of force. You know, just just like what everyone has been saying is absolutely correct. Um, <clears throat> you can't bring a gun to a fist fight, you know, because of course you're going to be looked at as the person um, that is accused of causing bodily harm. And then another thing is, is that, you know, when the young man was talking about not having to have a permit while you're inside of your home, you know, we live in a day where a lot of people will abuse that and merely open up a window and just shoot out the window, you know, and, and, and I hate to say it like that, but a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people's mindset is just so warped to where, you know, we don't know what, what it is that they will do. But, you know, it's it's just it's just so crazy. But, you know, even though you do not have to have a permit while you are in your home, I still think that it's very dangerous because people still do things illegally with those guns inside of their home, period. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this, chances are if they're – stupid enough to do stuff like that, can you imagine what they're going to be like when they're in the public with them? Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then, you know, and, and then a lot of times, you know, when a lot of people carry a gun, you know, the irresponsible thing is drinking. You know, when a lot of people... And I'm not going to say everybody because, you know, there are a lot of people that can actually hold their liquor, but there are some people that just can't. And, you know, if you bump up to a drunk person or 
step on their foot or whatever the case may be. If they have a gun, they'll pull it out and they'll shoot it and go buck wild because they're irresponsible. You know, and the ir- and the irresponsible part is, number one, you know that you do not hold your liquor well. You know how you act when you drink. Why would you carry a gun? You know that you have a temper along with that. That is the irresponsible part right there. They know their behavior. They know how they are. So if you know that you are trigger happy when you get angry, you're trigger happy when you're drunk, why carry a gun? That is the irresponsible part, in my opinion. Right. Part of that responsibility is you have to be able to know yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And Seneca, for people that are out there that do not currently have a gun, do you want to go over things that they need to look for if they're going to? Are you talking to me? No, I was actually talking to Seneca. But oh. Are you there? <laughs> are we just talking amongst us? <laughs> I think we might have lost him. He occasionally has some technical difficulties. Oh, he probably did. Oh. So what should we do? If we lost him, he'll be back with us in a moment. Um, Okay. But one of the things that, you know, the other things I'm going to touch on tonight is if you are a person out there listening that has been giving, well, there's been a lot of talk recently in the media regarding gun control issues and all that and gun rights and legalities, if you're a person out there that's really wanting to look into becoming a gun owner, then a few things I'd like to put out there that would just be like food for thought, some things that you need to think about. Number one, like the caller said, know yourself. If you are a person that is extremely afraid of a lot of things, Maybe this isn't a good idea for you. You know, if you are afraid of a lot of stuff out there and, you know, a lot of things really put you in a state of panic, not a good idea. Mm -hmm. If you have to be the type of person that in a very fearful, very panicked situation, you still have to be able to keep your head on your shoulders. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, and like I said, yeah, if you know yourself and you know you can't handle liquor and you drink a lot, <laughs> not a good idea. You know, if you have a really bad temper that you go off half-cocked a lot of times, not a, probably a real good idea. Mm. You know, not something that you should probably consider doing. You know, if you're able to keep your head in a, and keep your cool, and everybody, you know, in panic situations, they call them panic situations for a reason, because, you know, they're stressful and people freak out. But if mm-hmm. you're in a situation involving a gun, you better be able to keep your head on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, if you can't manage to work through a moment like that, don't get the gun. Mm-hmm. If, if you can say, okay, I pass all those little questions there, I'm good, okay, then the next question is, what kind of gun do you want, and have you given consideration to what you want it for? Mm-hmm. 
that's going to depend upon a lot there on what type of gun you get. Maybe a handgun isn't something that you want. Maybe a shotgun or maybe something else. You know, see what your needs are and then by look appropriately to what you're wanting to do with it. Mm-hmm. Another important aspect is if you're not currently a gun owner and you're looking to get one, when you do go to dealership to buy a gun, take a safety mm-hmm. course. Take a safety mm-hmm. Read the safety book. They're out there. They're available. Just about any gun shop out there can refer you to a person that either teaches a safety course or can give you literature on what to read with. And then the next thing is, when you get that gun, you need to go to an actual gun range, a certified range that has people there that have control over the range, and practice. You would not want to crawl behind the wheel of a car without any kind of instruction. You you don't just jump into something that you've never done. You need people Mm -hmm. there that can actually work with you and teach you how that thing operates. Fully Mm -hmm. know the safety measures that need to be in place while you're doing this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but the resources are out there. They they just, you know, ask about them and you go and if you ask, they can put you in touch because you wouldn't want to just buy the gun and then start carrying it. You don't know what the thing does. You need to think about it, and you need to think about it long and hard. It's not a decision to rush into. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, another thing that I would like to say, too, is that um, is that uh Stereotype has a role because, you know, you have a lot of people that carry guns, and now every person, you know, that carries a gun is is deemed um, um, as being irresponsible or is deemed as being scary or whatever the case may be. So now, you know, you do have responsible people who are carrying a gun, you know, because, you know, either it's for self-defense or what have you, you know, so now they are looked upon as being dangerous people, but that is because, that is because a lot of people in today's society are abusing their right to carry a gun. They are abusing that. You know, they're just just like I said once before. They carry it on their hips to make a statement. This yeah. is what I have. This is what I can do. You know, so you dare not talk to me, or you dare not look at me crazy because I because I have this. You know, and it's more as a statement. So you know, so I truly believe that now nowadays, you know, in today's society, a gun is not used for what it, you know, should be intended for, but it's used for want. Because I'm not going to say that, you know, a gun is needed, you know, 24 and 7. I truly believe in a lot of circumstances 